Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Another busy day then here at the Boyle Sports Grand Slam of Darts. Welcome along to the Grand Slam Daily, your chance to get a bite-sized reaction to everything that's happened uh, at the Grand Slam. Uh, Jonathan, Jack Gobbert-Garwood and Phil Bars for you as always here on Online Darts. Gentlemen, a very good... Yeah, it is still good evening as we're recording this uh, on the Tuesday night straight after the Slam. Uh, Gob, we'll start with you this evening. Um, it's just another really decent day of darts and some some interesting stuff in there. And uh, a post-match interview that I'm sure we're going to talk about a little bit more later. <laughs> yeah, it's just another steady good day of darts. I mean, it's, I don't really think there's been many shocks today. I don't, honest, many, I, I don't think there's been many shots across the week, to be brutally honest with you. No, I'm, I'm itching for one or two more, and I think that's where tomorrow comes in on, on Thursday, when there's a little bit more tension, there's a little bit more on those last couple of games. Snaky last night, perhaps the only real upset we've had so far, I'd say. Mm. Everything else you could have made a case for in, in either direction so far. So I think that's the only thing we're missing at the minute is, is a big upset. What are your thoughts on today, PB? Again, it was just a, a, a solid day of darts, but in the end, like you said, there wasn't one of those upsets that we that we really talk about at this moment in time. Yeah, there, there, there were some sparkling performances, there were some average performances, and there were some, quite frankly, dreadful performances across the, the day. But when you've got 16 games, that's always going to happen. Um, yeah, I, I like the fact that we've got shootouts coming up. There's pressure. The players have spoke about it and they know that they get a second chance in these group games. So maybe the pressure isn't cranked up until game number three. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward as well, actually, to be fair, because it's so weird, actually, because the, because the, 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 the groups that happened in the afternoon have, uh, have got to that stage now where there, where there is no... Um, like you know everyone can still qualify for that it is just straight shootouts tomorrow and on Thursday our games in the group stages could be anything anything could happen the, the one the only guaranteed person in the top in, in groups A uh, where are we groups A E uh, C and G through is Michael Van Gerwen and that is where we start uh, Gob you were doing the live blog and the tweets for us um, PB, we will let you uh, have your little moment about your boy in a second. Uh, but uh, Gabriel Clemens, uh, we—I'll be honest with you—I'll be hold my hands up straight away and said I didn't think MVG was going to get out of the group purely and simply because of the back injury. Um, he's proved me and a lot of people wrong there. That was special. Is can uh, you? You almost used the B word. Are we there yet? <laughs> um, I don't think we're there yet until he says we're there yet. Uh, I think okay. that's the big thing. He's had two good performances where, respectfully, he's not had a lot coming back at him. 
Mm, agreed there. And it's, like, it's still over a shorter format, okay? You get him over a longer format and you get him under pressure for a couple of legs, then we'll know if he is back, truly back. Okay, let's, he's been up and down all season. I think there's been a lot of talking. The injury last week certainly won't have helped. Um, still still with old faithfuls at the minute, so he seems to be set on them, I think, for the back end of the year now. I can't see him making another change with those until at least after January the 3rd or 4th or whatever day the World Final is going to fall on this year. Um, but yeah, he's better. He looks better. We can use that B word. TV, this is your chance. You've been selling us for a while. This form won't last. And I'm going to say it. I've seen enough from him. In the words of Cornelius Fudge, he's back. It's just, it's, it's, it's the demeanour on the stage. It's the intensity on stage that I'm loving. That's the key factor for me. And the fact that darts are standing up to attention. They're not going in at funny angles like they were during the Premier League. The grouping of the dart is back to Apollo. Yes. Things. And he, I'm convinced he will win one of the next three minimum. I, I, I think I'm with you there now. I think I'm ready to admit that. I think, I think he will win one of those three events. I don't know which one it will be, but I think he will win one of these three events that are coming up. Uh, I was, I'll be honest with you though, God, really quickly. I was very disappointed with Clemens. I thought we'd get a lot more back from him. Maybe, maybe he is a, he's a floor merchant. Who knows? Do I get two or I told you so? No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. I, it, I'm not suggesting he's a floor merchant yet. I'm, I'm having, I'm, 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 I'm throwing the question out there and seeing what bites. The second word is off, Philip. (laughs) (laughs) Make your own first one there, pal. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I mean, I keep trying to give him this pass that he is still relatively new to his PDC career. He seems to be one of those that he's got the game. We, we, We know he's got the game. But he's a bit like Johnny Clayton for me. And that the minute he comes up against a real, real big, one of the top boys, the, the belief just seemed to drain out of him completely. Missing those darts in, the, in leg two, that was it. That was game over. Yeah, agreed. You, you can't lose a game in the first two legs. Ah, just no, he's completely defeated himself. And he needs to find that level of confidence in himself to really con- start contending now. Well, the only person to qualify completely is Michael Van Gerwen. He cannot uh, not be in the uh, last 16 of the Boyle Sports Grand Slam of Darts. Adam Hunt still can, despite losing his matchup against Joe Cullen tonight. And because of the fact that Michael Van Gerwen is, whether you believe to be back or whether he's better, you can choose one of the two. For PB, that was one of the best games of darts I've seen all year. The checkouts in particular were phenomenal. 119 to get the bre- to, to hold at 4-3. I think Hunt also pinged in a 116 and a 100. And then Cullen goes and blitzes it out the water with a 164 to finish the match. And after Hunt hit a 171 prior. Really, really strange game because the first half was dross. They were both... apart from the one, apart from the 116. Yeah, I think you're giving this game a bit more credit than it deserves, mate. That there was four very no, good finishes, I, but aside from that, mate, I think <laughs> I think they fin- I think the game finished well. They both got their averages up to mid ninety fives and things like that. But game at the, the 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 fifth leg when Adam missed eight or nine darts to it hold, was eight, yeah, yeah, and and Joe broke him, and then from that moment it sort of like sprung to life from there, but. Good signs for Joe Cullen. The equipment, look, they can, as dart players, they can throw anything in environments that are sterile. But you only find out the right equipment under pressure moments. And that 164 was an absolute pressure moment. And it was crisp, clean, and decisive. Very much looking forward to Thursday where we see Mark Van Gogh and Joe Cullen go up against each other. Obviously, obviously, if uh, Joe Cullen wins that match. Actually, I don't think Mark Van Gogh actually can be caught at the top of the table. 
if memory says the only way that could I don't think it could actually happen I'm just going through uh, the uh, going through the permutations and I don't think it's possible for MVG to be caught at the top no it's not even if he loses 5-0 and Gabriel Clemens wins 5-0 because obviously he won the direct encounter against him he's there so Mark van Gerwen is going to finish top of group a uh, he's the only player though in that part of the draw that we've seen tonight anyway in the evening session to have qualified Looking back on it, really good performance, I thought, from Peter Wright to come. And, and, and in terms of the finish gob, let's move on to Group E. Devin Peterson remains top of the pile, um, beating Devin Dyfenberg of 5-2. We'll come on to that in a second. Want to touch on Peter Wright, though, for me, please, Gob. He's your boy. He's the boy I back, to be fair, as well, to win the Grand Slam. And he, I thought that, in particular, the end of that match was absolutely outstanding from Snake Bite. I thought with the way that he played that, he, he had an 11 data and a 13 data to basically win, well, to, to, to win the match. An 11 dart breaker throw. That takes stones. You need to leave him 32 after nine in a, in a leg that you can win the match in. Not bad. Not bad. Steady. No, not bad at all. And I mean, at 2 1 up, he's won his legs in 17 and 16. And I'm there, sat happily typing away on the blog, going, yeah, this is okay. The change of darts has done a little bit for him, blah, blah, blah. Here comes his best leg of the match, 15. Next time I looked up, the man's averaged 106.8. <laughs> I was just like, oh, this is an okay performance. I'm not sure the change of darts has actually done that much to him. Where the bloody hell did those numbers come from? It was up near 109 at one point. It's ridiculous. It just made, it made 109 look stupid. Like, it just made it look so easy. Considering how low it was to start as well, he's, he's brought it up from the low 90s to that. That's seriously impressive. Yeah, my, my issue is though, he should have been 3 0 down. He then changes to the correct darts. There, it, look, what is going through the man's head? He wins a world title on the Masters with arguably the best setup he has ever had. Goes on a wobble and changes, and then since lockdowns come back, we've had the full repertoire. Mm. We've had changes mid-game, point changes, stem changes, flight changes, barrel changes. You know what He's else I saw get... earlier? I'm not sure how accurate this is, but somebody took a photo of his darts and put them in one of the Facebook groups and said, oh, look, these are nice. And literally, they were gone by the time the bloke had commented again. But it was a comment further down going, what a five-and-a-half-hour round trip that was. Someone went to pick them up from Coventry to Red Dragon and come back again today. The set he started with, they lasted two legs. I can't wow. confirm or deny. <laughs> five-and-a-half hours for a set of darts that lasted two legs that seemed to right. be some sort of hybrid of his... Stone grip and his world championship darts. <laughs> I want to interrupt, and I'm sorry that we got to talk about it because I know we've had a little bit of talk about the fact that we didn't talk about Peter Wright changing his darts. Uh, it's just because it's, we just expect it now. I want to move it on because our interview today, by the way, we've got uh, seven interviews uh, as well as this one uh, available on uh, YouTube right now. Due to circumstances beyond our control, we weren't we weren't uh, allowed to get. Um, the other guys who'd won. Um, but we do have seven interviews for you right now over on Online Darts TV. So you can go and watch that right now on YouTube. Let's hear from Peter Wright after his win against Ian White. Peter, congratulations. Two points on your tally. Is it a relieved man sat there after the last few nights? Hey, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, and especially playing Ian White and, you know, the group that, that we're, we're in, you know, and, uh, uh, yesterday I was just rubbish and uh, trounced all over me and I was lucky to get four legs, to be honest. So. Lots been made of the, the equipment change. Obviously, taking two sets up there, we always know you tinker, but when they're not going right, do you? is it in the back of your head? I know I'll play better with the good old tr tried and tested set. No, what it, no, what it was, uh, the ones that I've been doing well with, I've been doing all right with, I've done... Uh, in the winter series, I had some nice averages, got a win, and uh, the Diamond Arts uh, won me the Europeans. Uh, uh, but I switched to longer points for the winter series. You know, they worked. And, 
but they didn't work on stage yesterday. It was just, just it felt like it was miles away. The darts weren't reaching the board, so that was the only reason for change today. But after you know two legs, I went. It's not far away today, so I think hopefully the darts will reach. Just out of interest, have you completely given up on the World Championship darts, the one the ones you won the Holy Grail with? Not completely. <laughs> I could win anything with them ones. <laughs> Looking, obviously, at your group, you're going to have to beat Devon tomorrow, a man that's playing really well. And as you said, he's got Wayne and Colin Lloyd in his corner. Does it feel like you're going to be fighting the three of them or are you up for the challenge? We've got Joe in the corner. Take on both of them easy. <laughs> and right now, heading into the busy part of the season, where do you assess your game with the World Championship on the horizon? Uh, I'm not far away being, you know, uh, really, really happy. So, uh, you know, as long as it uh, depends where the venue is, depends if it's the early pally, depends, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I don't think, to be honest, uh, guess he'd be the only one to uh, threaten me in the tournament. So, so you're writing off Michael Van Gogh's World Championship? Oh, yeah, no chance. Peter, pleasure as always. Ruthless. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Peter. Congratulations on the result tonight. Um, why are the darts not flying right? Is it, are you going to tell me the air's thicker in Coventry tonight? It's, it's really hot up on stage. It is really hot. Uh, surprisingly, you know, we're in this big venue with no crowds and uh, and they've whacked the heating up. And it's like, yeah, it's really, really, yeah, it's like a, you know, a normal uh, a normal crowd type thing. Uh, I can't explain it, but just, just yesterday, it just seemed so far away and, it's, and it was more annoying because I've been playing well with them. And I wanted to do, I wanted to go and beat Dimmy's average. You know, I felt like I could beat that quite easily uh, in the in the packs room, obviously, and everything. But that's all the same as everyone else, you know, that they all hit everything. You know, I've watched Phil Taylor and Adrian Lewis in the past uh, smashing everything off the board and then getting up and just playing average. So. Um, Michael was quite bullish again after. Um, I didn't listen to him. Um, but are you, does he worry you that he, he can come back to form when he comes back to form, that he's going to be red hot again? Well, he played, no disrespect, Adam. You know, uh, he played 105, well done, but, you know, he wasn't really pushed, was he? So, wait, you know, he's got two tough customers to play uh, tonight and tomorrow. You know, Joe Cullen's the man on form, and who's the other one playing tonight? And Gabriel Clemens, awesome player, you know, 212s on the on the on the floor. So you know, uh, and played well yesterday on stage. So you know, that's uh, proper darts. Okay. So and you maintain that Gerwin's your only threat at the world. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, listen. Congratulations tonight, and thanks for your time again, Peter. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in, Peter. Well played tonight. Uh, well done on the win. Um, did that have a feel of a knockout game? Is that how you approached that tonight? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, that's the way out to you know, obviously approach it. Otherwise, you know, I feel like that's it. If I lost that game, you know, why still played brilliant darts? Uh, if I lost that, I wouldn't feel like turning up on the you know on the last day. Uh, uh, then I was you know thinking, well, I've got a week off, ready for the next tournament. But I'm here to win it. For many players, changing darts in the middle of the game would be absolutely unthinkable. But does that just show you're not afraid to take a risk or do you not see it as taking a risk? I don't see it as taking a risk. Uh, it's just uh, things in my head and uh, I do what feels right and that's worked in the past. So, Is that something you're going to work on in the next few weeks to try and find that set that you're going to work towards for the World Championship? Don't know. Tune in. <laughs> and just your thoughts on on Devon for the next game. What have you made of his sort of rise over the last few months? Yeah, he's been playing really well. Uh, uh, 
He's in lots of 180s. He's soon catching me up on 180s, you know, the way he keeps going. You know, but I'm still, the past two years, I've been top of the 180s. Seeing that I'm not a 180, you know, it's not too bad, is it? <laughs> not at all. Thanks, Peter. Thanks for your time. I'll play tonight. You take care, buddy. Yeah, I know it's been touched on, but do you think if you didn't change your darts in, in the first few legs, that that was a game you would have lost? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would have lost lost that game. Uh, uh, but that's why I always have uh, like backup there, just in case. I'm going further into all my areas. Obviously, there's, there's still a very tough group game tomorrow, but do you think the fact that you've had arguably the toughest group sets you up for a, a good run? Yeah, yeah. I know, um, well, when the draw come out, when, you know, you've got to play well to win or, you know, come second in this group and whatever I manage to do, you know, I'll be happy if I finish second, I'll finish second. If I've managed to squeeze top, then I'll be happy with that. So top spot doesn't matter, all about getting through. It's all about getting through. You know, you get to play whoever you played in the last 16 quarterfinals. So you, you you get to punish them later on for letting them win. Well, not letting them win, but beating you <laughs> over longer distance. Now, PB... <laughs> this um, <laughs> I had got my coming on this one. Yes, um, I, I, I don't want to say what I'm thinking at this point. You two both know what I'm thinking at this point. Um, this is an interesting comment, <laughs> let's say the least on that one. Um, the, the, the world number one has tweeted back and uh, is not happy about the comments, let's put it that way. Um, this was a strange time for, for, for Snakey to throw the gauntlet down, as it were, I thought. I think it's a very dangerous game to be playing. Why is my doing initial that? reaction. Why are you doing that? Like, yeah, okay, do you know what? You, you won a world championship and you, no one can take that away from you. You were a dart away from going out to Normalic then. MVG had, I think it was a chance to win six of the first nine sets. Correct. I think it was. And you've won one big game against him. And admittedly, it's on the biggest stage of them all. I think the stat is that MVG has won 24 of the last 26 set play games that he's played in. That is just, that's just ridiculous timing to throw in against Gerwin Price, who had only won his first ever set play title in October. It's just, it's madness. But, he, but to be fair though, this whole year, PB, when we've been interviewing him, he seems like he just has it in to say something about MVG, has to throw in a line about MVG. Do you remember that one in Liverpool when he said MVG was fourth best player in the world <laughs> that time? Yeah. I, I, I genuinely think Peter Wright, Mark Van Gerwen lives in Peter, uh, Peter Wright's head rent free. I really do. Oh, mass- massively. Massively. And look, I understand that you're trying to play mind games and get an advantage, but there's certain people you don't do it against because... Is there, though? When- because he was doing this way before we beat him, right? He, he was saying that he had the setup. He was saying that he knew how to beat him. Now, like, maybe this is just the way that Peter gets himself geared up to play against Michael. Maybe this gets himself fired up to play against anything. He puts the pressure on himself. He goes out and he goes out goes out and delivers. Now, I get the bit that I've got the setup to beat him. I know how to beat him. I, I, that I really haven't got an issue with because you're you're backing your own ability. You're saying that I know how to beat this man, but to say he's got no chance of winning the world championship is a completely different statement. It, it's I mean, silly if you want my honest opinion on it. I think it's just folly, to be honest. Because mm. I was doing some, I was doing, I was doing some stats, God. I was doing some <laughs> rummaging around on stats. By the way, we'll we will talk about the rest of the day in a second. But this is very much important uh, stuff to talk about, listener. MVG last four years at the World Championships, won it, lost in a semi-final to Rod Cross in arguably the greatest game that the Alexander Palace has ever seen, won it that again, then lost in the final to Peter Wright. For someone who's got no chance of winning the World Championships, he's not done too half badly at Ali Pali over the last five years. Yeah, but we haven't been saying he's got no chance for the last four years because he's been a completely different man, a completely different player. 
there's fragilities in his game right now. And Peter Wright is trying to make sure that they stay there ahead of a trip to Alexandra Palace in six weeks' time. So yeah, four weeks' my, time. My concern, though, is Wright is mentally frail as well. Now, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Say Peter Wright loses to Michael in the next two t- or the, the slam and the players. Peter Wright then isn't in a good space, mentally. Nope. He's not. It'll change his darts and put it down to them. So it's fine. He's, he's got that escape, hasn't he? He's always got that escape. I think that's what the dart change is. He's got that escape. He can go and tinker. He can go and look for something else. And all of a sudden, it was the dart's fault. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't his opponent's fault. And where he's tinkered so much, he's always, always got that escape. I think that's why we've seen him bounce back so often. You, it wouldn't surprise me when they're due to play next or whenever, in the media beforehand, Michael brings up all the missed darts Peter's missed against him in big games. It wouldn't be Marco Van Gerwen if that wasn't the case. He, and you quite rightly have to mention it because of the yeah. fact that you've won, what is it, two big finals against him? Well, you've won two big majors and one big final against him in, on, on TV. Yeah, he'll <laughs> mention the Premier League darts. He'll mention the Champions League darts. Yeah, absolutely. World Championship as well, 2014, where we, I mean, no, we'd have darts to beat him, but, uh, you know, he lost that final to him. But there we go. We have to move on because there's still so much to talk about. Really quickly, Gob, thoughts on Devin Peterson? Because he hasn't actually qualified officially yet. He's not too far off qualifying. He's not, He's not. Uh, you know, it, it will take something extraordinary for him not to do so, but a really good performance again against Dirk van Dijvenboda. Yeah, he, he looks really good. I mean, obviously, he's struggling with, or struggled last week with a little bit of an injury. Um, I think the concern for Devon at the minute is he's, he's quite a slow starter. So if he can get through this group, he's laughing because then he gets time to build his way into a game. And once he gets going, he's a bit of a juggernaut. We, we've seen that in other matches. He's, once he's in full flow and in rhythm of, of his game, he's, he looks solid. But he is starting a little bit slowly and that's given his opponents chances. So, yeah, I think he'll just be happy to get through this group phase, give himself a longer format, and then even if he is trailing 3-1, 4-0, whatever, he's got the game and the ability to go on that run and claw it back. That, that's where Devin Peterson is dangerous right now. Just going to say really quickly, by the way, Devin Peterson against Peter Wright on Thursday. That could be one hell of a game. Uh, PB, let's take a look at Group G then, if I may. Gerwin Price against Johnny Clayton. A, a, a strange game, but the ferret just missing big opportunities again to beat his Welsh World Cup teammate. And after missing four match darts to beat Pricey last night, Bakura Suzuki just didn't quite get going, I don't think, against Ryan Joyce. No, look, um, let's, let's do the Welsh derby first of all. Please. Johnny played well in spells and then went missing in spells. But I think... If I... Johnny went missing when the finish line appeared in his face and he realised who he was playing. There was, a six, there was a 60 finish from Price when he threw his first start way too high and I think the flight was blocking most of the bed and I still don't know how he found the middle of top. He, was, he must have been throwing it blind because I don't think he could see any of it and th- that was the moment you think he'll go on and win this. Yeah. I, thought, I thought the moment was when, personally, was when Clayton missed two darts at the 60. And I think that's when you're talking about in terms of that 60 finish. But, but there we go. Um, so, you know, it's not horrendous for Clayton because obviously he's already got the one win. He takes on Makura Suzuki next. Ryan Joyce, though, uh, PB, big win for him against uh, Makura Suzuki. Again, like I say, didn't quite get going, didn't quite hit the heights. No, she was, she was better than yesterday. The, the, the throw looked better. The darts were straighter. There wasn't as many fives and, and ones as yesterday. But I go back, I think someone will tell me wrong, but I think Joyce was 2 1 up. And did she bust 116? Uh, won that leg. No, no that, was, that was the second leg. That was second leg that she won. 1 1. I know she won it, but you could still see for me it was playing in her mind afterwards. Yeah, yeah tell, you what, tell you what happened that leg though. Thinking about it, she she missed uh, she missed uh, a chance at double sixteen um, to go two all, and then uh, Joyce hit a seventy two checkout to go three one up. From then it was pretty much game over. Yeah, yeah I she know, missed so a sixty four. Yeah, yeah. So I, I know she won the leg, but I think her concentration on finishing because after that she was hunting around the board, going for some ways that I didn't think she would. Moving on, 
Let's talk about Group C, Gob, and that is uh, Michael Smith against Jose de Sousa. Comfortable for Buddy Boy, who <laughs> looks really good. Really good, to be fair. But Christopher Tyski, he looked like a completely different player. The final three legs. 40 down to Lisa Ashton. Came back 30, and... 38 darts to win three legs. And also as well, <laughs> averaging 104, averaging 104, sorry, when... Point two, where you're five or twenty-two on the checkouts, that is a little bit good. Yeah, <laughs> if you're Lisa Ashton, you must be questioning if she's ever going to win a game on TV as a PDC dart player. <laughs> you don't get much closer than that, only for that to go and happen. Obviously, she's had chances before. Makura is exactly the same, and I think I don't know how to word this, but I still think some of the top lady players at the minute are finding themselves a visit behind too often. Uh, uh, they still need that extra gear to be able to find it. That They keep they hit the one treble to bear them out of treble. There's, there's too many, I think, under pressure. Lisa opened one leg of a 26. We saw Makuru hit a couple of 40s. Do you know, they're, they're giving themselves too much to do anyway. I don't think that they find the treble consistently enough to to turn the tons into ton forties or the eighty fives into tons. There's still those those loose darts that put them one or two darts behind in the leg anyway, and then they just invite so much pressure on themselves with the bad visit per leg that that's, that happens in nine out of ten legs. And I think that's what they need to to step up on and push up on if they're going to start contending in it. Like, don't get me wrong, they they are fantastic players, and we know that perhaps the ladies' game hasn't had the opportunities that it deserves over the past few years and they're still playing catch-up to that, but that's where the improvement needs to come now. I mean, you can't take anything away from Lisa, though. She looks superb and then Ritati goes and throws three legs in 38 darts and the visit before that was topped while Lisa sat on a finish. Like, that's unbelievable from Christoph Ritati. If he does that against one of the top boys in the world, we're sat here talking up as ridiculous anyway. So, Superb from him. Looked really, really good. Uh, Bully boy, PB. Comfortable against Hoso Sousa. I whisper it quietly. Is 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 this the moment? Oh, it's, don't do that. I whisper it quietly. Because all he needs, he's pretty much there. He only needs to win one leg on Thursday. That's the first thing, to get him out of the group. That, that's the first thing. He's got to win one leg against Christoph Podolski to make sure he gets out of the group. But is this, is, 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 is this the moment that we have been waiting for to say, finally, he's going to go and win a big one on telly? The throw looks silk. It does. He, he look, do you know what he looks like? He looks like the shackles are off him. What happened at the Winter Series? You go and win two titles. Hadn't won one for two years. It looked like he, he's rela- he looks like he's enjoying playing darts again. He's found 10% on his doubles average. Doubles percentage. That's what it is. <laughs> you get that freedom. There's confidence as well. The he's gone back three, to, he's gone back to three, finishing routes that he likes. The one he's not three, avoiding five. double 10 anymore. The 1-3-5, yeah, by five the way, was superb. You know, don't get me wrong. Jose Asus is a fantastic player, but when Buddy Boy's on that form, it is difficult to stop him. And I, I, I mean, I had him to reach the final. Dad, you know, there's something that's telling me that he's so determined this week, PB. No, I don't think any darts fan would begrudge Michael Smith winning it. Totally agree. Um, would it be a major just... if he does? Because we don't class it as one yet. Hashtag what's a major. Hashtag what's a major. Joe, is your need for Bully Boy to win a big one enough for you to suddenly reclassify the Grand Slam as a major, in your opinion? It's a televised, it's a premier televised title, God, as they all are. Isn't that correct, Philip? (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that correct? Correct. So that's what, that's what, that's my answer to that one, God. Right. Let's move on quickly. Let's move on to uh, the afternoon sessions uh, work where we actually have straight shootouts. All of the groups that are involved in uh, uh, in the afternoon session are going to be involved tomorrow at three o'clock. 
are all straight shootouts. Let's talk about, uh, do you know what, actually, we're going to start with Group H, I think, tonight, because I'm going to uh, sit, sit smugly. As, as Phil Barswick sits smugly about Marco Van Gerwen, I'm going to sit smugly about Dimitri Vandenberg. Uh, you two not saying that Wayne Warren will get out of the group. He's now been eliminated, as, we, as I thought he might be. And it is Dimitri Vandenberg who tops the group, which I thought it might be. Um, who wants to try and defend that one? Because that was an utterly brilliant performance against Nathan Aspinall, and I won't hear otherwise. It was, because he's playing proper darts. I, I don't disagree with you, but I, I'm still going to sit here smugly. <laughs> he's not even playing proper darts. He's decided to play darts. His focus, when he's on stage, is to play darts. It's not all the other stupid little things that he's been engrossed in since he became the match play champion. He's playing with just... freedom. His rhythm just looks so good at the moment. Yeah. I tell you, the one thing for me was the fact that when Asp missed those three darts in the fourth leg to go with two all, after he'd survived a barrage at the start, and then he misses those three darts, I just knew pretty much there and then it was going to be Dimmy's game. Difficult to yeah. argue, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> um Ricky Evans as well, though, uh, Phil, coming through. A, a tough game against Wayne Warren, actually. I know he said he'd eliminate you, but he was 3-1 up. He looked like he was on form a little bit. But again, I think the big moment there comes in the sixth leg where he misses a dart at 16s for a 110 checkout. Then Evans goes and pings it to break the throw back at 3 all. It just sort of deflated Warren a little bit, I thought. Yeah, look, I think Wayne Warren looks a lot better from having a game yesterday. Like we talked about the rust and the lack of darts, it's you that you can't get rid of seven months worth of not playing in two games. But you saw the difference between game one and game two was massive. But the turning point was the one ten finish from Evans when he pinned it, and then he had that swagger, that belief that mm. he didn't have at the start of the game, uh, and and that was key because he, he did, after that from three all, which went went off. And then played like Ricky Evans can. Ricky Evans with swagger is a completely different prospect. You look at that game against Simon Whitlock at the World Championships a couple of years ago when he started getting back into the match. It was unbelievable. When he had when he had this, that little something about himself, the strutting around stage, giving it the big one when he's firing and finishes, like that's what he needs. It's what a lot of players need. You can't just keep playing darts as if it's just another job. It's, it's just another game. They need to fire themselves up for some of these events. Yeah, indeed. Do you know what? I'm looking forward to that match tomorrow. Nathan Asp against Ricky Evans for a place in the last 16 to join Dimitri Vandenberg. One player who's also in the last 16 that I didn't think would be there, but fair play to him. He's played superb stuff this week is James Wade. God, this is your chance now to uh, wax lyrical about your boy. We've all had a chance to wax lyrical about some of our favourite players tonight. Uh, so James Wade, Jermaine, what I mean, a 5-3 uh, what's mean to starting pretty well, but then Wadey just turning it on. Yeah, he's. I, I just have to tell you, he's fifty percent on the doubles, and that's all you need to know about the rest of the yeah. performance. He averaged ninety-four. The timing means it feels like a hundred's being thrown at you at least. Um, he's just in very good form at the minute. I thought his interview afterwards, he, he seemed a lot more relaxed, a lot happier. He really doesn't regret his comments about the, the standard of darts at the minute and he's, he's relishing in having a go at this tournament Top, it's good. Know, 50, 57 darts it took him to go from 2-0 down to 4-2 up uh, PB he will face uh, well he will, he will face Glenn Durant tomorrow because Damon Hetter came through 5-1 and, and Hetter in the interview that you did with him afterwards even he sounded a bit regretful about the fact that he had to play Glenn today because does it just didn't does not look himself and he even said it on Twitter himself that he's just going to go home and have a few days rest and that's what I think he needs and by the way if you are listening Glenn because I know you do listen to uh, some of our stuff that we do happy birthday by the way uh, for the 50th birthday on Thursday yeah no, I, he's obviously recovering from COVID he just needs mm. time like, like you said in hindsight, probably shouldn't have played in the winter series. Um, but hindsight's a great thing afterwards. Um, I think if it was just a pro tour weekend, perfect idea. I think playing in all five, yeah, means you, you drag that week out. It's a it's a it's a hotel lifestyle for for too long, isn't it? He, he needed a couple of events to possibly tune himself up, match match practice. But five days, I think, was was a little bit too much for Glenn in in, in his. Rude recovery, shall we say? 
Yeah. Um, look, will he, will it, has he got enough time to get ready for the players? I don't know. But will he be ready for the Worlds? Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, yeah, if you offer any player the chance to use one to warm up for the other, you're going you're gonna to get ready for the Worlds, aren't you? So I, I don't think it'd be... Well, no. it won't be... It's not the optimal position, is it? You, you want to be peaking for this time of the year and after winning the Premier League, you would have expected to kick on, especially with how late it was. But situations sometimes go against you. He's got that TV title on his belt. He's got a fantastic record in set play as the three-time Lakeside champion. He'll be ready. 100%. 100%. Moving on. Group B. And we always used to say about Simon Whitlock, how the hell is he still in the top 16? I'm mean, not being funny. He's there no, on I'm merit now. now. He's not in the top eight. He's yeah, about to say. The minute. He, Start he, Twitter he, is absolutely in love with Simon Whitlock right now, by the way. And it is fantastic. No, I mean, the, 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 you know, to be fair, he's, he's dropped down to number 20 in the world. But, you know, if he, if he goes and does a big one on this tournament, then he could potentially get, jump back into the top 16. But PB, I mean, yeah, OK, look, we, we need to take this into uh, consideration, the fact that Gary Anderson cannot walk. And he's got a game against Ryan Sell tomorrow, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but Whitlock, where has this come from? <laughs> like, seriously, where has this come from for Simon Whitlock? I just just chatting to him, he's always loved playing. He just plays darts. But over lockdown, he probably played more online stuff than anyone. And he still plays in every local comp when he's at back. He still plays in local leagues. And I just think that passion and that enjoyment is coming through. And I think over lockdown, he just fell in love with the game again. And playing at home in that relaxed environment, the throw hasn't changed in 15 years. We've seen him on TV. It's still exactly the same. And, yeah, look, he's down to 20 in the world. I've just got the rankings up in front of me. But I fully expect him to jump back into that top 16 very, very soon. Agreed. I never thought I'd say this. You'd put him in the bracket of... I'm not saying he's going to win a major, but he's back in the consideration of he can win a major. Yeah, I totally agree with you. He is in that conversation of... He, he, do you remember two years ago when he was cheesed off that he didn't get the Premier League pick? And, you yeah. know, when, when, when Gary Anderson pulled out, it, it's fair enough, okay. If he does win, obviously, uh, solves, uh, you know, solves the criteria... But even if he doesn't win, say, for instance, he makes another semi-final. So he's made a World Grand Prix, Grand Slam, maybe a player's final and a World Semi. He's one of the more informed players. Would you consider not? Would you not consider him at least for the Prem? I've just dropped um, the P-bomb, I know that. Oh but, you know, but, it's after, but it's after the watershed. It's fine when we're recording this. Here you go, guys. Have a nice nice little short daily burst of a roundup. And so far, we've done MVG versus Wright. We're talking (laughs) the Premier League. (laughs) Are we going to talk about Rob Cross's action in a minute as well? Well, Yes, we will. Oh, yes, we bloody will. That's coming shortly, Mr. That is coming shortly. Here's here's a four-hour daily roundup, guys. Enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, we've got complaints that we weren't doing long enough, so there we go. Um, I'd never thought I'd hear that, by the way. (laughs) 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 Um, I've only ever been told to shut up not talk more (laughs) More, maybe by me to be fair Uh, but no PB we got sidetracked there because I dropped the P-bomb I apologise but you know Um, it's got to be worth the consideration if he does bits over the rest of the year I genuinely think right now the Premier League is an absolute cluster bomb I would have said something else if it wasn't I I, I would have said something else if it wasn't being broadcast out to the public later on Um, but I just don't know where we're going with this. Well, a month ago, I'd have said Gary Anderson was a shoe shoehorn, no matter what. Now I'm not convinced. As in, that knee blatantly needs an operation. Well, okay. So here's the deal then: if he loses tomorrow against Ryan Sol, which is perfectly plausible, by the way, Sol has won a Players Championship earlier in the year, Gob. If he wins that, I think, do we reckon? I think he just. I yeah, think. Go on. Ryan Sell does. Ryan Sell does beat him. I can't well, see I how Gary that. Anderson wins tomorrow. Well, I, I think that because I, I, I said Whitlock would win the group and some and Sell would be runner up. He can't stand up. I can't see how he wins. So 
if that's the case then, so let's say the worst comes to the worst and Gary does lose in that sense. Do we reckon then he goes and gets the op, misses the players? I know he's good defending a semi-final, but it's 30 grand. Okay, you're losing that much money for ranking anyway. I'd rather lose 30 grand up a ranking than potentially miss a world championships and lose definitely lose 100 grand up by ranking because he's going to drop outside the top 16 if he's not careful in all card race. Look, right now, he cannot go to the Worlds with that knee. End of. He can't do it. He can't stand up over a best of nine. What's he going to do over a long format set game? The decision yeah. has to be ta- the ha- decision has to be taken that that needs to be fixed ASAP. And if they can get him on an operating table over the weekend, it has to be done for me. Unless Go, Jimmy's you... got a spare brace lying around. Can you see Gary wearing one of those knee braces? <laughs> Not a chance. Comes <laughs> <laughs> to mind. <laughs> well, if he can but do that it... to play the players, get through the worlds, and then have it in January. I don't know. I, 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 do you know what the thing is? The last time oh, so we don't know. It, we don't know how medically similar they are, similar they are, or anything like that. But he tried to play through the worlds with a shattered spine, basically. He made a semi-final that time. Yeah, like <laughs> he, he's not one for just running off, is he? Right? He pulled out the Premier League, but he didn't have a choice because he basically destroyed himself in that run at the world. Well, so this, this is what I mean: is, is if he doesn't, and he makes a sacrifice and plays and everything between now and the end of the Worlds, does that then rule him out of everything until the match play again? Possibly, but I think you'd rather that, wouldn't you? Well, depends because on if, he has this, if he has this up and the recovery is too long and he's not back on his feet for three weeks, there's absolutely no practice and he might as well have just gone to the Worlds a bit limping. But do you know what? Yeah, you, think about, you talk about the match play, I'm sorry to interrupt there, gentlemen, you talk about the match play, he's dropping out the top 16 as it stands. So if he, if he does miss, if he doesn't do bits either at the players or at the Worlds, because remember, he's losing a slam final off his ranking at this moment in time. He's going to lose a Players' Championship semi-final and a World Championship semi-final. He's also lost a, world, a UK Open and a World Match Play win this year. He, in the tour card race, at this moment in time, he's dropping out the top 16. So he'd have to play in something to qualify for a match play, which is mental. Which is why I, should, which is why I think he gets it done early, then he's fit for next year. And then he'll play in the Pro Tours like he always did. Do you think, go back, and obviously not this year, because it's been different. Yes. But even before that, he was always in the top end of the Pro Tour rankings because he'd, he'd win them. He'd make semi-finals. So th- this is what I mean. The strategy, if he can get it done now, he's fit for 2021, however the calendar looks. Yeah, the calendar looks what? Sorry, he dropped. He dropped out there for a second there, people. I, I, I said, I, sorry. However, the calendar look, we don't, we don't know what the train ah, right. looks like yet. So, Apologies. look, if he can, if he can get it done now and be fit for twenty twenty one, for me, that is a better strategy than trying to bodge the rest of this year and maybe do huge damage to himself and not be able to play in everything in twenty twenty one. Got to move it on. Got to move it on to Group D, but I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit more tomorrow. And we'll start off then with Dave Chisel against Rob Cross. Where And we talked about, the, we've mentioned the Rob Cross action. Uh, he went 2-0 up. Lovely, lovely finish, by the way, to go 2-0 up. Hitting, uh, I think he hit, well, I can't remember what it was, actually. What did he hit? He hit a 1-1-4 to go 2-0 up. Then it just fell apart, and Chizzy just took apart 5-2. Uh, and he just lost the doubles at crucial moments did cross uh, Gob you, you mentioned the action so here's your time to talk about it go I'm actually watching old clips of Rob Cross I'm trying to work out what the difference is I've been back and watched that world championship performance against um, Michael Van Gerwen I've just watched a couple of pro tours this year to see if there's any major differences I think there's a there's a subtle very subtle difference in the angle that he's bringing the darts back I think it's it's nowhere near as pronounced as the way that Kyle Anderson does it. But you know when he changed his throw to almost have the dart sideways next to his head when he's pulling it back? Yeah. Cross used to be very, very much almost to the left of his chin, straight down the board with his throw. And the flight's tilting towards the right side of his chin. I think that's 
if your timing's off, you've got more work to do with your wrist to straighten it up. And I think that's an issue. And the rest of it is literally releasing because he's gripping the dart the same. He's pulling it back from the same position to the same distance. There's that little twist in it sometimes, but it is timing. And that can only mean it's tension and it's completely in his head. I I can't see anything else wrong with his throw. We keep saying there's something wrong with it, but it's literally the release point and you you get to that. I, I don't want to say Rob Cross has got diets because he's nowhere near it, but that's the the extreme way to explain it. It's a fear of missing. It's it's the tension in his arm that means he's releasing at the complete wrong point. And I think this is going to be quite interesting tomorrow, PB, because he's got a tough game, I think, against Luke Humphreys. A very tough game against Luke Humphreys. And... <laughs> Six months ago, I'd agreed with you. But, yeah, uh, I like, I'm not sure Luke's players, carrying the same both, threat that he has done. Yeah, but both players sure are not, not the playing same, well. He's not the same Luke that beat Gary Anderson. Yes, but both no. players aren't playing well. That's my point. My point is, is that because they're both nowhere near the level they can be, it's the tight game between the pair. Yeah, I, I agree. But I just think when you say tough game, normally that means you're up against it or, or second favourite. Is, yeah. is the way I'd interpret it. And I, I still think Cross is favourite. Would you agree there, Phil? Just, um, I think over the two games, I've been more convinced by Cross than I have Humphreys. I know that might sound stupid because he got whooped today, but across the two games, I think he's just edged it. But Humphreys went something today. It was very flat. There, there was yeah. chances. There was chances against Justin today to really put down a marker, get going. And there was a lot of 60s and, and 59s. And well, I'm it was a real lack of intensity and emotion from Humphreys that we're used to seeing. He's just very well, I suppose one thing as well that we haven't thought about is this is the first time that he's played without a crowd. Environment. Yeah. Mm. So where the others are used to it, he might not be. Because he hasn't had the TV non-crowd experience yet until now. Because his last crowd was Exeter. UK uh, Exeter, Exeter and the UK Open. And yeah. He hasn't played since then. Very good yeah, point. <laughs> They're two <laughs> very, very good crowds. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, the, so, the, so, the, so, the Minehead crowd is, is, is the best in sport. Is the best weekend in sport. Do not at me on that. Uh, right. Uh, we've got to move it on, boys, because we've got to talk about tomorrow's action. Today's, though, results. Let's go through that. Michael Van Gerwen, five. Gabriel Clemens, one. And Joe Cullen, five. Adam Hunt, four in Group A. Group B saw Simon Whitlock defeat Gary Anderson 5-1 and Ryan Sell defeat Adam Gorlas 5-4. Group C, Michael Smith 5, Jose D'Souza 2, Christopher Tyski 5, Lisa Ashton 4. Group D, Dave Chisnell 5, Rob Cross 2 and Luke Humphreys 5, Justin Pipe 4. Move on to Group E, Peter Wright 5, Ian White 3 and Devin Peterson 5, Dirk Van Dijvenboda 2. James Wade, five. Jermaine Watamina, three. And Damon Hetter, five. Glenn Durham, one of those are the two results in Group F. Group G, so going Price defeat Johnny Clayton, five, three. And Ryan Joyce take, for, uh, take down Makura Suzuki, five, one. And Group H uh, was, uh, saw Dimitri Vandenberg win, five, one against Nathan Aspinall. And Ricky Evans defeated Wayne Warren, five, three. Moving on then to the day three fixtures. We start at three o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Yes, a very odd time, but then again, England are playing, so uh, that's why uh, they've been moved. Uh, I'm sure people will definitely be watching that one after the performance against Belgium on Sunday. Uh, Simon Whitlock against Adam Gorlis will start us off. Dave Chisholm against Justin Pike is next. James Wade against Glenn Durant is next after that. Then Dimitri Vandenberg against Wayne Warren uh, is our halfway stage. Those are basically the four non-real games. It's just, you know, in terms of in terms of uh, dead rubbers is the word I'm looking for. Uh, you know, the, the, the four there, Whitlock, Chisnell, Wade and Vandenberg will be looking to set up uh, group wins. Uh, Gorlis, Pike, Durrant and Wayne Warren will be looking for chances uh, to go home for the tournament with a win. We then come to the final four games, which are all shootouts. Jermaine Watamina against Damon Hetter. Gary Anderson against Ryan Searle, Nathan Aspel versus Ricky Evans, and Rob Cross against Luke Humphreys. The winners of those matches will advance to the knockout stages of the Grand Slam of Darts. And boys, you know where I'm going with this. I want a prediction from you from all four of those games. And I want them to just literally who you think wins 
and who you think joins uh, the other guys in the last 16. Gob, I shall start with you. Uh, Jermaine Watsamino against Damon Hetter. Garrison against Ryan Searle. Nathan Asperger against Evans. And Rob Cross against Luke Humphreys. Ash. Who comes through those four? Cross. Damon Hetter, Ryan Searle, Nathan Aspinall, Rob Cross. Phil Bars. Southgate out. Hetter. <laughs> yes. I think you just dropped out there, mate. So I'm just going to double check what you said. Damon Hetter, Ryan Searle, Aspinall, Humphreys. Yes. I agree with Phil Bars. Damon Hetter, Ryan Searle, Nathan Aspinall, Luke Humphreys. I think qualifies for the Grand Slam of darts knockout stages tomorrow. What do you think, then, Phil, will be the game of the day, do you reckon, tomorrow? Game of the day. I am going to go for... Jermaine Watamina and Damon Hetter. I mean, it's not a bad pick. <laughs> I don't think it's not a bad pick because it's the correct pick. I yes. just look at that's got, I, that's I got just game look of the, day written all over it. The first four I just look at the rest of them. Are, yeah, the rest of them are all lopsided. Um, yeah. Whitlock against Gowlas, Whitlock easily. Chisnell Pipe, Chisnell should win that. Uh, Wade Durant. If Glenn was yeah. well, you. If, if Glenn was well, that would be my game of the day. However, yes. I can only see one winner. Uh, Dimitri will beat Wayne Warren. These Jermaine and Damon have both played well in both games. Gary Ryan Searle, I just look, Gary can't walk. Or Ricky Evans. This will either be amazing, one sided either way, or toilet. Let's <laughs> say how it is, Philip. It'd be a good pace to it. Nathan's yeah, quite so, quick. The, the, quick. The pace will be good, but. Nathan's struggling to find top gear at the moment. He's sort of like... Nathan you, cannot you, find you know, the outer ring. He cannot find the outer ring. There's too many matches now where I'm watching Nathan Aspinall where he just cannot seem to find the outer ring in crucial moments. We said the same about Dimmy two weeks ago and the man's just had the record average in the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> at, at, at the moment, Nathan reminds me of a Formula One car that's stuck in third gear and he can't go up and he can't go down. Yeah. Fair. He's just, he's just at that, at that level at the moment. He just, he's not going to drop because he's too good a player. But at the moment, he can't find that gear to go. And we saw from Ricky, for five legs, he was horrendous. And then all of a sudden, he springs into life. So this, that could be anything. And the same with the other, well, the bottom one, shut your eyes and hope for the best. I mean, you are correct. It is Jermaine Watamina against Damon Hesson is the game of the day because it's a complete clash of styles. Hesson, very, very slow and methodical. Watamina, a very, very pacey kind of game. Whoever adjusts to put the opponent, in my opinion, wins that one. Gob, I heard you say that was the correct pick, so I'm assuming we're all agreement in this. Yeah, which means it's going to be absolute dross, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it'll, yeah it'll, it'll, it'll be dross. Pick another one. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but uh, that is all we've got time for, actually, on the Ball Sports Grand Slam of Darts Daily. Phil Barstack, I'm Garwood. Thank you very much, indeed, as always, for joining us at such an ungodly hour. At least tomorrow, though, with the three o'clock start, we do actually get a decent amount of time to record tomorrow. As in, like, we actually get in about half seven, which would be quite nice, actually, having an early night. Uh, after 16 more games, the oh, we have five men in the uh, last 16. Michael Van Gerwen is in there with a dominant display. Dimitri Vandenberg joins him, as does James Wade, as does Dave Chisnell, and Simon Whitlock as well. Uh, we've got four shootouts to see who will join the current five in the last uh, 16. We have, of course, Jermaine Watamino against Damon Hetter, Gary Anderson, Ryan Searle, Nathan Aspel, Ricky Evans and Rob Cross against Luke Humphreys. Four more spots will be determined in the Grand Slam of Darts Daily. Tomorrow, we'll find out who that is when you join us then. Take care and enjoy day three of the Boyle Sports Grand Slam of Darts. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.